Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Blessed feast for our patroness, the righteous Anna, the righteous Anne, the mother of the mother of God, the grandmother of Jesus Christ. In the expostularian, which is like other hymns of the church uh, for the thematic elements, uh, bind them together. They weave them together. If you look at the Traparia and Kentakia, you will see that they reprise the themes of whatever that saint is or that feast day. And the expostularia, which is done during matins, is also does that. If we did vigil every Saturday evening, we would be a little bit more pr- familiar with expostularia because there is an expostularian uh, appointed for every single matins gospel. The matins gospel that we read this morning, you may, because we're used to vigil being attached to a great feast of the Mother of God, of our Lord, but in doing it for our patroness, because it falls on a Saturday evening, you can tell there was at least two themes going on tonight. Because the resurrection, no matter what is going on, the resurrection will trump and push everything down. But it's a beautiful thing for us to be able to have that the glorious theme of our salvation, the resurrection, uh, suppressing, or maybe should you say supporting everything else, because it's the basic ground upon which our faith stands, to have it then have the, the falling asleep, the dormition, the death of our patroness, St. Anna. St. Anne, that we have for us in this feast, underlined for us, uh, of course, with the resurrection happening, but then the hope that we have in our God. The expostularian for the Dormition of Anne goes like this. We rightly hymn Anna, who is called by God, for past all hope, she gave birth to the Virgin Mary the Theotokos, who is shown to be the mother of Christ, our deliverer in the flesh. An important part of the expostularian is the highlighting of Anna being past all hope. For she was like other women that we encountered uh, encounter in the Old Testament, uh, Sarah and Abraham. Uh, we have Hannah as she is crying in the temple, and the high priest thinks that she's had a little bit too much to drink, and there's something wrong with her because of her uh, extreme tears and sorrow. But these are all women, and this is another aspect, if we read the Old Testament scriptures, the Hebrew Bible, you will encounter many other of these scenes, not just of the inability to give birth, but other places, we'll say, of desert, of death, of, uh, as the Psalms will say, up to here with the waters, right? We are drowning. We are without hope. Anna and Joachim could not like the matriarchs of old, conceive and have a child. For Joachim, this was a great uh, shame for him, and the same for Anna. And the story about their life has Joachim leaving from his normal place in the city, going outside of the city, and Anna herself also retreating. But it is not a retreat away from God, it is a retreat away from people as they cry out to God. 
because, as the ex-Postolarian tells us, Anna, who should be all past hope, uh, did not turn away from God. She, in fact, looked for and saw signs and was visited by an angel to tell her that her cries had been heard, like Israel of old that had been crying out for salvation from Egypt. She gives birth to the Virgin Mary, the Theotokos, for it is because of Joachim and Anna's faithfulness in the face of insurmountable odds of what seemed to them to be a dead end or death that God granted them the ability to usher in through their daughter the Savior of the world. But Expostolarian then underlines, of course, something that might make our ears as a little bit odd if we're not used to this, but to be able to call her the grandmother of God, to call her that, it's already maybe we're used to mother of God, but and then we've kind of maybe gotten over that a little bit of a like, okay, Theotokos, mother of God, God bearer. But then of course to affirm that the Theotokos didn't spring out of nowhere. She comes from a righteous lineage from Joachim and Anna, who, as the expostularian underlines for us, uh, the mother of Christ, our deliverer in the flesh, who today, as the expostularian goes forward, hath in a godly manner received her in the highest, who prays for us and for the peace of the world. St. Anne has been given to us. The story, if I remember correctly, Mother Beth, was it that Vladika Dimitri basically said, you're going to be St. Anne, or was it that you and Father Stephen and others like come up with a list? How did it come about? Which one? Which one was it? Uh, um, three. Ah. And he was possibly in a little edgy. Okay. And he said, so I'm going to let you have it. And so, so that's how we got it. So Vladika Dimitri assigned. So I've been saying assigned. I didn't realize it was assigned in a very direct way. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't mind at all. We, right. We just were sort of like baffled as to what to pick. And so it was time to Yeah. When you can see the veneration for St. Anne uh, is a very wide throughout all east-west. Uh, you will find churches, uh, monasteries, skeets, etc. So let us, in looking to the example of our patroness, one who prays for all of us, uh, to look to her for her faithfulness, uh, to look to her for her to intercede for us and for the peace of the world, that she, through her faithfulness, was able to, in a very physical way, give salvation to all of us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.